This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome to Seek Reality with your host, Roberta Grimes. Author and attorney Roberta Grimes will explore and illustrate how she, after an extraordinary experience of light in childhood, has discovered channels of communication to the afterlife and how these implications have an effect on our everyday lives. Please welcome the host of Seek Reality, Roberta Grimes. Welcome everyone to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes, as you know, and I'm delighted, delighted to have you with us today. This week, we continue our exploration of interesting afterlife-related phenomena that we never before have discussed on Seek Reality, and many of these you may never have heard of. I found a great topic for next week, too. Next week, we're going to learn about an amazing physician who worked on patients from beyond the grave. Don't miss this. Of course, this week, we're going to talk about a phenomenon that I knew nothing about until just a couple of years ago. I still don't really understand it, but I myself have personally witnessed it in a very dramatic way, and I'll tell you about that today. Sometimes sometimes those that we used to think were dead will appear to us as orbs of light. Experiencing orbs as commonly as we do now seems to be a recent phenomenon, even though there are older reports of orbs. It turns out digital cameras, and especially those in iPhones for some reason, are able to photograph beings not in bodies as these amazing spheres of light. I first encountered orbs at a conference in 2013, and there I met this week's guest. She calls herself the Orb Whisperer. Virginia Hummel is a delightful woman. She literally rocked that conference with the most amazing display of pictures of orbs of every size, shape, and color that I ever have seen. And they were photographed everywhere in the hotel, all over the building. It was the most amazing thing. Of course, at a conference about death and the afterlife that was full of grieving people, mediums, and experts, I suppose it wasn't so surprising that we had a lot of orbs. But still, it was it was really astonishing when I had never even seen any before. Virginia has written a book called Cracking the Grief Code, in which she talks about orbs and a lot of other phenomena, too, that can help us move out of the deep grief that we sometimes find ourselves trapped in by keeping us close to those that we've lost touch with for just a little while. Virginia Hummel is the expert on all things orbs. Welcome, Virginia. I'm thrilled that you're here. Gosh, Roberta, I am so grateful to be able to share this orb phenomenon with you, and I am thrilled to be here today, too. Thank you. <laughs> it was it was kind of really astonishing. I'll tell you later on in this hour what happened to me, and I will never forget it for the rest of my life. But meanwhile, tell us a little bit about you, Virginia, because I don't know that people really will know much about you. How did you get into this? You know, I always thought or knew maybe intuitively that there was something beyond this world that we live in, even as a child. But it really wasn't until my 25-year-old son Christopher was killed in an accident that the afterlife and our connection to it really opened up and showed me that we truly are eternal beings. And along with the after-death communication I had with him through lights and the computer and, you know, signs from hummingbirds and, and the general afterlife signs yes. we get. Yes. 20 months after his death, um, I got up in the middle of the night to turn off my air conditioner. And when I walked back into my room, there was a brilliant ball of light hovering about three feet down from the ceiling and three feet out from the wall. It was about the size of a ping pong ball. And I looked at it and it I was startled, and it felt like it was also startled that I could see it. <laughs> and it, <laughs> I, know, I know, it's crazy. It's crazy, but it zipped, it suddenly zipped parallel to the wall. It made a sharp left hand turn, like a 90 degree. It went about five or six, seven feet, and then it disappeared, but it left a trail of light like a 
you would twirl a sparkler on 4th of July. And I thought, oh, my gosh. My first thought was human. There's a burglar outside with a flashlight. So what do I do? I run through the house and check all the locks and check on my daughter. And I get back into bed and I realize that light had started on a solid wall. I have blackout curtains. It wasn't something from our earthly dimension. It was something outside of that. So that's really what sent me on this journey to discover what I had seen and could it be related to my son. Wow. Okay. Well, that was pretty spectacular. But how did you, so, so that, that was your first encounter with an orb. Had you known that they existed or that this was something that could happen? You know, I'd, I'd seen them in photographs, but I really didn't have a context to be drawn passionately to them, to find out what they were, where they came from, what they meant, until my son died. Once that happened, then that urge to know in me was born. I wanted to know more. Was there really, did my son live on in the afterlife? Was, were we eternal souls? Could I connect with him? And that just really kind of nudged me. Well, it didn't nudge me. It shoved me as hard as it shoved could you. down this journey <laughs> of, uh, just like you, of discovering what yes. all of this is about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. Well, we're, we're, I would like to talk a little bit more about your son, too, but we've already decided that you're going to come back because there is so much more <laughs> we have to talk about. And as far as I'm concerned, orbs fascinate me so much that I want to make sure that we really talk thoroughly about this particular topic. When we come back, we're going to learn about photographing orbs. We're going to learn about all the different things about orbs that, frankly, I now find fascinating. But meanwhile, this is Roberta Grimes on Seek Reality. I'm with Virginia Hummel, and we'll be right back. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? 
Wire crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere. Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at Songs and Stories for Soul. Soldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back. This is Roberta Grimes, and we're talking about orbs on Secreality. Now, Virginia, when I see these photographs, they let's describe what they look like to people. It's a it's like a translucent circle. Um, that that floats around, and you can see through it. Uh, sometimes that you can see things in it. Sometimes you can even see a face. Uh, but they they come in various sizes, and but they're always round, or, or really a sphere, and they come in various colors. Um, what 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 are they? What is what is an orb? Well, scientifically. That current research suggests that there's two theories about the physical property of orbs. The first theory is that orbs are subtle energy. I spoke with Claude Swanson. He's an MIT Princeton educated physicist. And he says that subtle energy is a confusing subject for the Western scientist because it responds to and interacts with thoughts, making it unlike any known force. Wow. Um, and I asked about orbs specifically and were they important to the scientific community and he said that orbs were important because they behave as if it's a different form of energy it's not a form of energy that our science really understands it's not electromagnetic it's not gravitational and it's not nuclear it is some other form of energy that we really don't have a theory for in western science yet we have very good documentation that it really occurs so this oh my goodness that's great <laughs> Isn't that that's just that's kind of a mouthful there? But it is. energy can also be referred to as chi or prana, organ, time density, bioplanum, plasma, mana, life force, etc. It's um, it reacts to our thoughts and a vibrational energy. For instance, what I've discovered with orbs is that when I begin to think about them they appear and the more excited well they brought me a lot of joy in photographing these balls of light and yes. the more joyful and happy i became the more appeared and the more often they appeared so there's a there's another um i uh, thought theory about orbs that they are electromagnetic in nature and um there's a book called the orb project by Heinemann and Michal Ledwith, and Michal Ledwith is a um, theologist who took a scientific perspective, and Klaus Heinemann is a physicist, and he took a spiritual perspective on this, and they are of the notion that orbs can be electromagnetic in nature. Um, we find that when we take a photograph that uh, the the orbs react to the light of our camera, 
and they actually pulse this light back into the camera, which is how we are able to capture the orbs. And many times, instead of showing up as a circular orb-like object on our film, they can be uh, hexagonal, have different shapes, and what we've discovered is this light that is returned once the flash fires. The orb absorbs this light. It excites the the molecules inside the orbs, they expand and they release this light back to the camera that when the shutter begins to close, sometimes the orb will appear with straight sides on it. And it really depends on your camera, the manufacturer of your camera on that. Wow, this is all so fascinating. So, okay. they, but we, we, we know, don't we, that they are a way that some of our dead loved ones will manifest, right? I mean, is that known for sure or not? Yes. Because that's what seems to be the case. I would like to say that's known for sure, but I can only say in my professional opinion that uh-huh. I, in my, and through my research and experience, that I believe many of these orbs are the conscious energy of our loved ones, of our pets. We have pictures with human faces that we can recognize as loved ones inside wow. orbs. And many times more than one, we have photographs of pets, our beloved pets inside these orbs. Oh, and geez. some people, <laughs> I know, some people think that it can really just be a vehicle for conscious and consciousness, our consciousness energy after we cross over. Um, so, so can, can any... Can any digital camera capture them? or Because it seemed, what, at least in 2013, that was primarily iPhone cameras that were doing the best job of, of getting them. You know, I had a little Nikon Coolpix, and I was getting orbs all the time with it. And when that one wore out, I got the next one in line. I found it's a little bit more difficult with the high-end cameras, and I believe it's because they have hot mirrors installed inside of them to block out a lot of this kind of um, extraneous light. Yeah. But we are finding that it's our intention that makes the difference. When we intend to get orb photos, we get orb photos. And when we don't, we (laughs) don't. I I really love it. (laughs) I just love that. It is really quite interesting. It's It's great. It's a very interesting phenomenon. In fact... Um, once I saw that ball of light and I began to research and, and take photos, I did wonder, are these relatives, are these guides, angels, spirits, what exactly are they? Um, I did notice that when I thought about them that they would appear, they appeared at a certain time, they would come into the room hundreds at a time, and the next shot there'd be none. And I did um, account for dust for, you know, movement, for, you know, light interference from an indoor light or the, the sun, the moon, etc. But what excited me the most was hearing stories from hospice workers and people who have lost loved ones who have actually seen an orb appear from the person who has passed away, float up out of them and float off in, into you're kidding. And That's great. That's wonderful. And That's... so for me, that was exciting because I think yes. that really validated that my son was, you know, that, that my son could live on. And, of course, um, of course. No, this is, this is very exciting. Well, what, what interests me about them is that they are something that people, most people seem able to do. Quickly, how would someone, if someone says, oh, yeah, I'd really love to get pictures of my loved ones, what would they do? They would first send an intention. I would like to take your photograph as an orb, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. And, then, and, uh, and, and I, just a just a cheap digital camera, like what's in your iPhone or what's in your regular phone, mm-hmm. should be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And you just point it. And d- does it matter how fast the click happens, or do you have any control over that? No, but you want to make sure your flash is on. And I. I find that with my iPhone, I get great orb videos as opposed to orb still photos. Really? And my little hand digital camera, the one that has, you know, you flip the screen up and it's ready to go. Yes. Those I find produce the best still pictures. Okay. Um, but you can ask, for, for instance, last, um, 
about two years ago when my aunt passed away, we had a family dinner and um, my my cousin, my aunt's daughter-in-law, asked if I could get a picture of Mimi, is my aunt, my what they call my aunt, of Mimi as an orb. And I said, sure, Caroline, I'll try that. So stand over there. And I took the picture and it came out with a little white orb right next to her shoulder. And she saw that and she gasped. She said, what I didn't say to you, Virginia, was that I asked Mimi to appear at my shoulder as an orb. And there really? it was. Oh, that's wonderful. That is fabulous. This, it seems to be something that more and more people are doing. Are you finding that's true? People, as they learn about, the, about it, try it, and then they, they can do it, and then they do a lot more of it. Doesn't that seem I to be I believe so. I, yes, and it's exciting for them, but I find that people, generally it's people who have a, a need to know more, that urge to know more, or people yes. who have lost a loved one or a pet that really want to see and connect with the afterlife. Because honestly, when I saw orbs and photos, I thought, oh, yeah, that's really nice. But it did, there was no effect. It didn't affect my daily life. But yes. once my son crossed over, then there was a reason for me to pursue that. And, and I found great comfort in knowing that there really was something more. And there was, there was really love all around me. I could take pictures and see the, the vast amount of orbs and multiple colors that would show up. Um, the I even colors one, anything, do you, do you think? I mean, why would someone th- some just turn up in one color and some in another? Yes, well, sometimes when we take photos, you can actually take photos of lens flare that appears in many different colors, discs, uh, cones, dots, um, even odd-looking faces, but it's really a camera trick. So it's important to know the difference. But what I, um, uh, Bill Guggenheim, a friend of mine, suggested I read Journey of Souls and Destiny of Souls by yes. Dr. Michael Newton, yes. who's a hypnotist, and he would regress people into their lives between lives. And what I discovered in that is the people, when they were talking about not their past lives, but in between their lives, they would describe themselves and the other souls in different colors. And those colors um, meant the, the different, almost educational level, the spiritual yes. development of the souls. So we not only get yellow orbs, blue, purple, pink, green, orange, uh, dirty white, bright white, solid white. Right. We also get orbs in multiple colors. And in um, Michael Newton's books, he described his uh, clients described being multiple colors. So in my, wow. my professional experience, I truly believe that that was the link between the orbs that we're getting and the colors and really what it means. It's a, it's a developmental level. I, that's uh, exactly uh, what I thought virtual. it probably was, which mm-hmm. is to me quite amazing. We're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about the orbs that move, and I'll tell you my orb story. Roberta Grimes, oh, I'd love to hear. <laughs> we'll be right back.
Hi, I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I want to tell you about a great provision for those interested in spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Find Your Path Home Shamanic Art Center is your resource for reliable, leading-edge information, education, and healing. Offering our brand new online galactic shamanism classes, long-distance shamanic healing performed by Path Home Shamanic Art School certified shamanic practitioners, and the Science of Magic's topic-driven radio episode collections, where I interview today's leading experts on science and magic. All of this designed to inform, support, and empower you through these changing times. Visit us and all we have to offer at findyourpathhome.com. That's findyourpathhome.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today, Know the Name, Know the Person, or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Roberta Grimes back on Seek Reality, and we're talking about orbs, which is a fascinating, fascinating subject, partly because anyone who wants to do it can photograph orbs. Now, I'm going to tell you my orb story quickly, and then we're going to ask Virginia Humble, who's our wonderful guest today, to tell us some orb stories of her own. But when I went to that 2013 conference, I was a presenter, and uh, I, I was doing, starting you know, you stand up at the podium, you start talking. For some reason, I was stumbling. I just, I couldn't, you know, I just didn't feel right. And I was just stumbling. All of a sudden, it kicked in, and I did. It was great. Everyone clapped, and it was wonderful. Then a woman walked up to me, and she had taken with her iPhone a series of pictures of me at the podium. And in one of them, you know, there I'm standing talking. And then in the next one, there was a gigantic orb, huge bigger than my head by a good bit, maybe twice as big as my head. And it was right next to my head, and there was a mouth 
next to my ear. And mm. that must have been, it was right taken right at the start. That must have been when it all kicked in. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was literally looking at my spirit guide who was saying, you know, hey, get a grip and this is what you should say. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I, I just that didn't get over it. It's I mean, amazing. That's it, I mean, at the time, I I just was bowled over by it. And she gave me a copy of it. I don't mm-hmm. think I have it now, but I think you may have it on your website among all the wonderful things you have there. But um, that was when I became I a believer in Virginia. Totally. Uh-huh. I, do, I think I do have that photo. Well, you know, your your story uh, jars a memory of, a, of um, a story I have in my new book, Orbs in the Afterlife, Survival of the Soul. And it's about an um, orthopedic surgeon who was struck by lightning through a telephone booth that was outside, and he, his body died. He popped out. He looked at his body, thought, no big deal, began to walk up some stairs, and he noticed that his feet shrunk up inside of him, and he turned into a three-foot ball of light. Which oh, really? Wow. Huge, you're an orb, wow. Right? Yeah. So he gets a uh, uh, nurse was on the scene for some reason, you know, happened to be there and started his heart again. He popped back in. And what transpired after is that he had heard some music as an end ear on the other side, came back, and he was compelled to learn how to play classical piano music. And he said, every day, if I didn't practice every day, I, I, there would be something that this pressure just pressuring me to do it. So when he was on stage talking about this story... I snapped a picture the moment he said there was this force that would urge me to practice the piano, and I got a picture of him with an orb stuck to his head. So that yeah. must have been the force that yes. reminded me of the, the mouth. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Isn't that amazing? But I wanted to share, I wanted to share um, two quick stories, orb stories. One night I was uh, awakened from a terrifying dream, and as I opened my eyes, there was a volleyball-sized orb resting on my chest, um, probably six inches in front of me. And in fact, it was so close, I tucked my chin. I'm, I'm in bed, tucked my chin back, and I said, dude, you're in my face. And I've never <laughs> uttered those words in my life. That's something my teenage daughter would say. Oh, my goodness. So I'm looking at this orb, and suddenly I had gone from this terrifying dream to complete peace. And I'm looking at this orb, and it had a dark ring around the outside. But inside, it was alive. And it wasn't white or yellow or what have you, like what we would capture on camera per se. But it was like an orb fish tank. There were these worms or something about this size. I you laugh away, Roberta. I'm just telling you what <laughs> it's, happened. it's wonderful. I think this is all so wonderful. I, the more just, we learn, the better. I, I know. So they were about the size of my thumb and in bright colors like neon Play-Doh. And they were swimming inside this ball, this orb that was sitting on my chest. And it, it was somewhat dim because I was in a dark room, but I had a little light, ambient light from a keypad. And I kept looking out into the darkness of my room and looking back and go, oh, my goodness, there is an orb sitting on my chest. Well, I noticed that when I, when I was breathing and my chest would rise, the sheets would rise, but it did not affect the orb that was on my chest. It was, it was almost that was in my dimension, but not of my dimension. That's maybe the only way I can explain that. Yes. So I thought, oh, my gosh, um, I'm going to have to touch this orb. But first I got the feeling that it was actually observing me because I was observing it, but it was there observing <laughs> me. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to touch you. That's just all there is to it. I, I study this all the time. I can't not touch you. So I carefully pulled my arm from the covers and I slowly like karate chopped it from the top to the bottom down the middle. And I thought, well, maybe it's going to depress like you would a balloon if you put pressure on a balloon. Right. Nothing. There was no heat, no cold. My hand didn't disturb the contents of it. It just passed right through it. I did that twice. I put my hand back in the cover, under covers, and I'm looking at this orb, and suddenly I get very sleepy, and I go back to sleep. I go back to sleep with an orb fish tank on my chest. <laughs> Who in their right mind would do that? No, no. No, but, that, but that's I fascinating. Mean, 
So literally, it was not in your dimension. It was in another dimension. That to me is interesting. A bit of an interesting bit of evidence, because if it had been or in your dimension, physical- you would have disturbed it, but you didn't. Right. right? Or maybe my physical body. Correct. My physical body had no um, effect on it. Um, my etheric body, maybe, but not my certainly not my physical body. So that was really quite interesting. And the, and the sad part about that was when I called my family the next day to tell them that they all said, well, that's nice. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Isn't it funny? I had an orb people people on- just are clueless, isn't it? It, it can be frustrating because I'll tell people about a discovery too. And they'll say, oh yeah, and what else mm-hmm. happened today? Nobody cares mm-hmm. except people who care a lot. But this is it, interesting it, because we're learning about then new things about orbs. One of the things where we've just learned is that they're actually in a different dimension. We know all the dimensions are all in the same place, but they're in that other dimension. Maybe they have lowered. I mean, why can we see them at all is the next question. Um, We do see them. We can see them. um, And many NDEers can actually see them. Children definitely see them. But and we photograph them much more easily than we see them. I mean, you'll you'll be in a room, it looks like nothing's there, and you'll point a, a camera, and it'll be full of orbs. Mm-hmm. Well, because for me personally, I can feel when spirit moves into the room, and then I know to pick up my camera and point it in that direction. Right, um, right. I have seen orbs several different times on different occasions, but for the most part, it's that feeling that they're here, and I pick up my camera and take a photograph. So one of my interesting, one more interesting quick story is that when I was writing uh, my Cracking the Grief Code book, I wanted to, I said, the ultimate uh, proof of life or afterlife would be a picture of my son in an orb for the cover. I thought that would be really wonderful. Yes, that would be great. So Let's asked, make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I said, I said, Chris, you know, come on, dude, give me a, 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 an orb picture. So I've I've taken tens of thousands, and I remember taking one in my kitchen right about the time I asked for that, and there was an orb with a little boy inside. And I got, huh, I wonder whose little boy that is. And it just never occurred to me that my son could appear in an orb at a young age. And so it wasn't until about, uh, that was in 2011, it wasn't until about a year ago, I was going back through photos for this new book, and I saw a picture of my son at six years old and came across that picture. And I just, my jaw really? hit the floor. I said, oh, that, yeah. that is my son inside the orb. So I have Isn't a new book, The Orbs in the Afterlife, and I've put him on the cover. <laughs> well, he certainly should so, be a cover boy, but that's, um, that's amazing. But they're, have, so they're, they're just randomly around us sometimes, right? It's just, it's not... Um, even if we're, we haven't called them in, if we don't have a camera, they could just be around us. We just don't see them. Yes, they are around us, just like spirits around us all the time. And many people can feel it. Psychics and mediums can tune into that. Um, you know, we use our in- intuition and our telepathy to talk to our, our family members on the other side. And, right. you know, even when we're thinking it and not verbalizing it, we're still communicating. And they can be far away but here at the same time so um i think with with anybody when you set your intention to to get an orb picture an orb picture of your family member um you may not get the face but you may get a ball of light sitting in your dad's favorite chair yes yes uh, you know that that type of thing yes um but what i really would like to encourage Oh, go ahead. I, I, I was just going to ask you one more question, but hold that thought. Do we know why they choose to appear as orbs of light? Not, you know, like wearing what they wore when they died or whatever, like a person. They, but they really seem to prefer to appear as orbs of light. You know, I have a, there's a lot of different stories in my book of, of um, orbs going, changing sizes, uh, becoming mist, and then turning into orbs going through this torsion vortex that I really believe is the tunnel that we pass through. So I think, um, I think they're able to appear in many different ways, but I think it's probably easiest to be that yes. circle of light. 
That's what I thought you too. Know, yeah, I, I just wondered if there was some other explanation. In in the um, books that uh, Bob Monroe wrote, Journey of Souls, Destiny of Souls. No, those are uh, Newton. I mean, um, what is it? Far Journey and Ultimate Journey. Anyway, his out of body mm-hmm. books. When he is looking at uh, uh, just the, the greater reality, he'll see sparks of light, mm-hmm. which are like mm-hmm. would be like tiny orbs, and that's how we sort of look when we're just not doing anything, when we're not particularly in the afterlife or anywhere else. So I have a feeling that's like a, a default structure for human consciousness. I, I think it might be. There are a lot of uh, NDEers that describe themselves as balls of light or shooting or sparks of light or crashing back into their yes. body as a, an, a specific colored ball of light. And then yes. describing once they reach the other side, the the orbs around that center bright light, which I guess we would perceive as God, you know, Jesus, the, that almighty uh, energy yes. on the yes. other side. And you had another thought, too. Is that still in your mind? Uh, no. Hold that thought. We, no, we, we have, okay. we, we're we're going to take a break in a minute. But I, I want to stress to everyone that anyone can photograph orbs. This is many of the things that we talk about and that other afterlife researchers talk about, people can't do. You know, you just, few of us are psychic and, you know, even finding someone to regress you properly. It can be frustrating if you're really interested in these things to to get some evidence of what's actually going on because it takes skills and it takes abilities and most of us can't do it. This is something anyone can do. If you simply mm-hmm. call to your mind to, to, to your loved ones or just to anybody who wants to show up and point a camera and shoot, you should be able to find these of all sizes. Some of them are very small. Some can be very big. These, these orbs of light, which are beings that have just come to say hello. It's the most amazing thing. Mm-hmm. So when we come back, we're, we're going to talk more about orbs and how to get orbs, and we're going to talk about how you can get in touch with the Orb Whisperer and, and maybe uh, talk with her about some of your specific issues. This is a, can be a fun thing for people to do together and to share what it is that they've, that they've taken pictures of. So this is Roberta Grimes on Seek Reality with Virginia Hummel, and we have one more break. We'll be right back. Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time? Study coincidences with me, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on my Connecting with Coincidence radio show here on the XZBN network. Listen to Jungians theorize, statisticians randomize, true believers evangelize, while I categorize. I dance to the rhythm of coincidences. People who experience me see more of them. Maybe something on the show matches a thought in your mind. Let us know. Expand your mind to the weirdness happening around you. Synchronicity spoken here, there, and everywhere. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence in your search engine and find my website, my social media sites, and my blog. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, 
Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. This is Roberta Grimes on Seek Reality coming back to talk with you and talk with Virginia Hummel, who is the Orb Whisperer, and she certainly has well earned the title. Are there others doing research in this field, or do you communicate with them? Um, I have spoken with Klaus Heinemann, who wrote The Orb Project, and there are actually quite a number of people who've jumped in and, and written some books and have uh their own ideas about orbs and uh, what the colors mean. And what, what I've found, though, also, for instance, if you're on Facebook and sometimes on the Internet, is many people are confusing orbs and a spiritual event with really lens flare from the camera. I've seen if that, yes. Your, yes, and I, at, at one point I tried to you know, gently correct them, but many people don't really... They don't want to be corrected. They don't want to know. They, they have their belief system, and that's fine. Yes. I would encourage our listeners, if they are interested in taking orb photography, uh, to, to learn orb photography, is to take your camera outside and shoot into light sources. Shoot into the sun, but please don't look at the sun with your eyes, and manipulate the camera and take pictures of the lens flare that your camera or your phone creates shoot into a mirror with your flash, shoot into the, the moon and interior lights, landscaping lights, so you can tell the difference between the lens flare and a really a real spiritual event. Um, that would be my suggestion. That's <laughs> a great suggestion. And now, will, will they respond to you? Um, I mean, because I've seen, the, the, it's fascinating to see the videos of them moving around. That They're sometimes like inquisitive children, and sometimes they're just mm-hmm. pushing. Um, but I, can, can you talk to them? Um, you know, Grandpa, if that's really you, please bob up and down. Or, or Has anyone tried to do that? I'm, I'm sure they have tried to do that. I 
I have some wonderful video posted on my website, orbwhisperer.com, that will let you see. Um, in one of them, I actually saw a little orb across the room, and I began to talk to it, and I said, can you please come over here and show everybody? And as it moved, it started out about the size of a quarter with little rays. It was white with little sun's rays coming off of it. And wow. as it moved closer to my iPhone, um, the LED from light from my iPhone affected it, and it became larger and blue, and it hovered right in front of me for a few seconds, and then it took off. So I think we could probably, I think we could probably ask just about anything, and you know, if we keep trying, we're going to get it. Yeah, and if your intention is good, I think it's very important to stress to people, and I know you do this too, that when you are trying to to uh, recreate any kind of spiritual phenomenon, your intention has to be pure. You have to sincerely love and care about the orb and sincerely love and care about anyone you'll be able to help with the picture. Um, and negative intentions or selfish or uh, I'm going to make a buck with this intentions tend to destroy your ability to do anything in this field. Mm -hmm. And I find also that I draw a very strong boundary about what it is that I'm going to allow into my energy field or my photographs that I want something that is only of the highest divine love and light. I, I do not dabble in Ouija boards. I don't dabble in anything yes. from that dark side because there is light and dark. And, and I think that's really important when people are doing this that their intention is for the highest and best good, and that Absolutely. is really from a, a divine highest source coming. That is a, that is a great you. suggestion. If you want to do this, it's very important not to to dabble in at all anything which is dark or negative, because you you can really mm -hmm. actually mess yourself up quite a bit. You can call in some very bad guys uh, if you're not. There's careful. some so nonsense right. out there. Oh, yes, you know, Robert. I wanted to share really quick with you um, in the. In the few years that it took me to write that big book, the Cracking the Grief Code, I would have when I began to work on it. I worked on it in my room, my, my dad. I would hear a cracking noise as if the house was settling, and I realized that it didn't just happen at random times. It happened when I was working on the book, and I realized someone was there helping me. In fact, I've had several psychics tell me there is a group of people around you that are cheering because I'm doing this work. Oh, so wonderful. when I would hear the when I'd hear the cracking noise, I said I would just jokingly say, "Well, does that mean delete the paragraph? Am I on the right track?" <laughs> what would happen? Right. right. So, so during during the three or four years I was writing this book, I would get stopped cold because I'd have to take care of a family emergency. I might be away for a month, and in that time, I would come across a photo or story that belonged in the exact spot where I had stopped working. It Isn't was that, phenomenal. This, so I realized that spirit was really helping me. And so one night I climbed in bed, my phone, my camera was on my, my dresser there, nightstand. And I just thought to myself, geez, I haven't heard that crack in a week or so. And immediately it cracked. And I said, <laughs> okay. Oh, that's great I'm home alone mind you I'm like oh Lordy. yes so I said okay I'm going to acknowledge that you're here and and I'm acknowledge that you've been helping me and I'd really like to know more about you what you look like who you are anything that you can give me so I picked up my camera and I took a photo and in that blue orb photo is the three-quarter face of a man and I'm going to say he looks a little extraterrestrial to me, but that is the person or being or entity who has been driving the the book, Cracking the Grief Code, uh, the information that came through, which is now in Orbs in the Afterlife. So I just this thought it was wonderful. It was, uh, this, thank you for telling that story, because I tell people, <laughs> and it's, it took me a long time, Virginia, to get to the point where I accepted this, but all my books are channeled. I think most of mm -hmm. us, who, who write and do a lot of it, we aren't really doing the writing. We have a team which is sort of collaborating with us and often is they're the ones driving the train because I've tried to write things that were that they didn't sort of sit me down to write in. I, I can't put a sentence together that makes sense. Isn't that sad? Isn't that fun? <laughs> and it's so true. I just totally see, I said, okay, 
people would ask me, when's this book going to be done? And I would just point up and said, when they tell me it's done. Yeah, that's I that's, had no, I gave up control of it. it. It's so wonderful because if it's not, if it's not up to you, that takes off so much of the pressure. It really does. It this, really does. I just want to tell everyone, this is Virginia Hummel. She's coming back in the fall. We have a lot more to talk with Virginia about, but I wanted to just spend a whole segment talking about orbs, and we'll talk about orbs more next time when she's here as well. But Virginia, you said orbwhisperer.com. Is that that's your website? Yes, orbwhisperer.com. There are some amazing films and pictures there. And I think if you look, you'll find a picture of me with this big orb talking in my ear, which is just <laughs> amazing and wonderful. But thank you so much for being with us. Virginia Hummel, big hug, dear. I'm, I'll look forward to seeing you at the symposium in just a couple of months. And uh, we'll thank have a little talking. So we're going to come back in about one second, and I'm just going to talk with you all directly. But we're really glad that uh, that Virginia's been here. Big hug, and um, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. And, of course, here I am back. Um, we... At the end of every one of these, I sort of think I, there's a lot more I'd like to say to you about all of this, and there never is the time. The most important thing I always say to you is please never forget that you, you, are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, and you never will end. And I'm trying to help you more deeply understand all the implications of that, because it's going to transform your life for the better. Next week, we're going to be talking with Richard Stemmen. He up, he's just updated the 1978 book, Surgeon from Another World, that he helped to write. And this is an astonishing tale. Medium George Chapman was able to channel the deceased ophthalmologist, Dr. William Lang. And when he was in trance, he did extraordinary eye surgeries. Can you believe that? There are a lot of pictures and things in the book. It just blew my mind. So um, this, I, 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 there's a lot that Richard Stemmen does, so we may talk with him about other things too, but I'm just dying to hear about this. It was 1978. This was in the 20th century. This was going on, and I didn't know, and I think you didn't either. And, of course, this week our guest has been Virginia Hummel. You, this woman, by the way, is lovely. I've talked with her in person, and she's just a delight always. She's the Orb Whisperer and author of a great book called Cracking the Grief Code and another book which is just coming out. As I told you before, we met at a conference and she was the one who indoctrinated me into what an orb is and what it does. I think that if you, if you just try to photograph orbs, if you've never been able to do anything before that seemed paranormal, you're going to find this is an amazing experience. My nonfiction books, of course, are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, and The Fun of Living Together, and soon, a children's book. We'll be talking more about that shortly. If you want any of my books, you can go get them on Amazon. You also can get them from bookstores if they stock them, but as you know, bookstores don't stock many books anymore. They're available in 34 languages worldwide. They're available, of course, as e-books, and they're also available as audiobooks, so Please do whatever is most comfortable for you, but I hope that you'll read them. And if you have anything to say to me about them, don't hesitate to come to robertagrimes.com. Just go to the contact block there and send me an email. Just make sure you give me your address. I always, always respond. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net, or you can get this nifty iTunes store Seek Reality app for free. I hear from a lot of people who love that. Meanwhile, of course, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our one shared eternal reality, knowing that you are a powerful eternal being, and please know you are infinitely loved.